So the first thing, mastering the art of high volume sales recruiting so that you can quickly recruit the right sales reps, right? That's what we're trying to do is we're trying to quickly get the people that we need so we can scale up our organization. Um, so this is a high level overview of our sales recruiting process. Uh, by the way, this sales recruiting process is, uh, um, uh, you know, it's one of several recruiting processes, right? So it's what we do. It's what I've been working on for, for almost a decade. What I love about the process we're going to go through today um, is it cuts out like two thirds and sometimes up to 75% of the time investment compared to the traditional recruiting process. Okay. And so we're talking about, you know, saving you a ton of time while at the same time being able to recruit two to four X the amount of people, which is obviously a great thing. Now, with that said, this is not the only recruiting process that works, but this is the recruiting process that we use and that we've been working on for roughly a decade uh, that also produced, uh, you know, last month, roughly 1200 hires for uh, well over a hundred companies all over the country. Uh, and it's how we built our organization. Again, Sales Recruiting University is a 44 person company and growing every single month, um, uh, sales recruiting service and coaching company. And the things that we discussed today is, uh, is part of the reason this company exists today. Um, and so we hope you get a ton of value from it, but this is the recruiting process. You have advertisements, you have a screening and scheduling process. You're pushing all the best candidates into group interviews and you're funneling uh, candidates that are highly interested in the final interviews and you close up who you close. So let's dive into that a little bit more. So it's ad screening and scheduling group interviews and final interviews. The first thing is the sales recruiting advertisements. Now the goal from our perspective, at least, uh, when it comes, uh, comes to ads uh, and to filling commission-based sales opportunities, the goal at the beginning is volume through the recruiting process, right? If I'm trying to hypothetically hire, let's say, you know, five people uh, over the next 30 days, uh, and I only have, you know, 20 candidates in my recruiting pipeline, most likely, unless those were referrals, which is probably not going to happen, most likely I'm not going to hit my goals. But if I have three, four, 500 in my pipeline, I'm going to hit my goals really easily. Okay, so the first thing from an advertisement perspective is, hey, I need to get volume coming through uh, my process. And one of the, uh, you know, important aspects of ads is you got to be a little bit creative, especially in an all commission type of environment. Okay, so for some context from the type of companies that we serve, um, we, we help, you know, right now, you know, uh, fill commission-based sales roles. Uh, a lot of the times these are roles where reps can't make money for 30, 60, 90 days, where it's 1099, it's all commission. Maybe reps are self-generating all their own leads, right? From a candidate's perspective at face value, it's not always the sexiest looking opportunity. So what you need to make up for that in is volume through the recruiting process. And so our model eliminates a lot of the wasted time so you can handle that volume is what I'm saying. But from an advertisement perspective, with the goal of volume of candidate leads coming through the recruiting process, you got you to uh, get a little bit creative. And so I'll give you one really simple example. Let's pretend, and it doesn't matter if you have a, uh, a localized door-to-door -door sales opportunity, a national field sales opportunity that's B2B, uh, a remote decentralized opportunity, a call center. It's kind of the general same concept, but at a high level, let's pretend that I have a an outside sales opportunity in Tampa, Florida, and I have one office and I'm doing localized recruiting. Now to backtrack a little bit, if you know you were like a decentralized opportunity and you could hire all over the country or you know it's remote and you're looking to hire in multiple markets at once, right? This same kind of idea would apply, but you're just putting ads in the markets that you're hiring, right? If it's remote and decentralized, you're not limited to geography, uh, then you have ads all over the country, right? Because it's remote. 
but let's pretend for the sake of illustration that I'm hiring in Tampa and I've an outside sales uh, opportunity. And let's pretend it's like a door-to-door direct-to-consumer opportunity in roofing, okay? Um, and again, it doesn't matter the industry, the sales model, the you know, direct-to-consumer, B2B, it's like the general same concept. From an advertisement uh, strategy perspective, um, you want to get creative. And so let's pretend that I have you know, $500 in ad budget monthly that I want to use for my recruiting process, right? Because our model is based on paid advertisements to pump candidate leads through the process, right? So let's pretend that we have a $500 ad budget and I'm hiring locally uh, into my sales office for this outside door-to-door roofing sales opportunity. Well, in terms of creativity with the ads, what I want to do is I want to think about what's going to give me the highest volume of candidate leads through the process. Is it just posting a roofing sales ad? No, it's not. I need to get creative and think about what other kind of you know general sales opportunities exist out there, general titles that could potentially pop the right uh, type of candidate lead through my recruiting process to convert them into a roofing sales rep. And so real quick, so we can move on, maybe that would look like a roofing sales associate ad, an independent sales representative ad, an outside sales representative ad, uh, a field sales consultant ad, an entry-level sales representative ad, a direct sales ad, right? So those were five to six different titles. If I had a $500 budget, you know, what I'm doing is maybe putting 80-ish bucks towards those, and there's my 500 bucks that I'm using monthly. And what that is doing is it's getting more volume through my process. So from a candidate's perspective, they're not just going to go in that example. You know, all the all the potential people that are uh, a potential fit for you, they're not going online and, and typing in a roofing sales associate, and they're going to find you. So we want to go broad so we have high volumes of candidate leads coming through our process, and then we screen them through the process that we'll talk about today, and we persuade them into our opportunity, which we'll dive into a little bit more uh, in depth later. But the first goal is just you understanding that you got to be creative with the ad strategy with the intention to get volume coming through the, recruit, the recruiting process. The next step is obviously screening and scheduling those uh, those candidate leads. Now, when I say screening, I'm talking about more in terms of the background. OK, so, you know, as an example, if we just kind of, you know, piggyback off that that roofing example, you know, I'm not going to, you know, if somebody applies to my outside sales representative ad and they were, you know, they had six cashier jobs in the last six months or something like that. Right. And they're selling twenty thousand dollar roofs and going door to door. Right. I'm not going to invite that person into uh, the next part of the phase. Right. So that's an extreme example. But when I talk about screening, there's a background screening. OK, so we're screening out people with that for sure are just not worth pitching. But we're not being too strict because we want to get the people that seem at face value worth pitching. We want to get those people into the group interview. OK, so the screening and scheduling piece uh, post advertisements and pre group interview is a light screening on the background and then a very simple outbound administrative process of emails and texts, a group interview scheduling link, and then a confirmation process leading uh, after that group interview scheduling link leading leading up to the actual live group interview, right? So what we've done with this process and why I love it and why it eliminates a lot of the the, the time investment uh, compared to the traditional recruiting process is because we don't need in-depth five, you know, 10 to 15 minute phone interviews for everybody that seems like a potential fit. Let's pretend with that $500 budget, I had you know 300 applicants that came in over a 30-day period. Well, most likely, if I'm doing a light background screening, there's still going to be 100 to 150 candidates that came through the recruiting pipeline that seem at least worth pitching my opportunity. 
Now, if I'm a smaller business owner and I realize some of you are, you know, startup companies, maybe you have a, a few reps, maybe you have a large sales team or you're a leader and you're here, right? But let's pretend I'm a, a small business owner. We help a lot of companies that do less than a million that are trying to get to that million, two million, five million mark. Okay. Let's pretend that I'm very limited on time, but I need to recruit, you know, multiple people and I need hundreds of candidate leads coming through my recruiting process. And I'm already working 40, 60, 80 hour work weeks. Do I really have the time over a 30 day period to do those 100 and 150 phone interviews? No, I don't because I got other things that I need to do. Another thing too is maybe I can delegate that to somebody that's more of an entry level employee, like an office manager or an admin. But the problem is, is they're not a salesperson. So they're going to blow opportunities in the screening process and make it to where I'm missing opportunities to meet these people that are actually a fit for one-on-ones. And so what we have is we have ads, high volumes of leads. It's a live screening and scheduling process just based on background, out, outbound administrative work. We're getting the person into the group interview and that's kind of the time to shine. But the screening and scheduling piece, we're, piece, we're dropping the, the in-depth phone interview to try to pitch them and to get them to show up to the one-on-one. And we're just getting them to schedule right into the group interview. And then they show up and this is where we're selling the dream, right? This is kind of your time to shine. This is where the bigger time investment into the recruiting process starts to happen where I'm helping them understand, hey, this is what we're doing today. And by the way, this is typically a 20-minute presentation. Here, here, this is what we're doing today. This is why you're here. Um, and you, you go into things like their cult, your culture, what's unique about your culture, your industry, why your industry is unique from a sales crew perspective, your company story, you know, where you started as a, a leader or an entrepreneur, why you started this business, what you guys have accomplished this uh, so, so far, what your plans for growth in the future are, your sales model, how reps make money, what current reps are you know, successfully doing, if you have any reps right now, Plant, you know, uh, the career path, uh, what it really takes to succeed and ramp up into this commission-based sales position. Ultimately, in the group presentation, which is step three of the, the recruiting process, right? Ad screening and scheduling of group interviews. Step three is kind of also a screening process where you're bringing clarity to the candidate on exactly what the opportunity looks like. So by the end of it, they're either like, I'm interested or I'm not. And obviously, we want the former, right? We want to get them excited about it. So they're like, maybe I wasn't considering this exact opportunity yesterday, but man, after hearing about the culture, the industry, the company story, the plans for growth in the future, the income potential, you know, the advancement opportunities into leadership, man, this is all really exciting. And I have to meet this guy or gal uh, in a one-on-one. Okay. But the group interview, that third piece, that's selling the dream. And again, not everybody's going to be a perfect fit or be interested. What's really cool is we've eliminated the phone interviews. And also, we've eliminated the no-shows into our one-on-one. Okay, so what's happening after the group interview is we're funneling people right into one-on-one interviews, right? So as an example, maybe I do groups on Tuesday and Thursday at 10 a.m., and then I do one-on-ones at 10.30, 11, 11.30, 12, and I pitch the dream. 50-plus percent of the candidates want to stay on. We do Q&A, a couple more drop off, and I funnel the rest into one-on-ones right after so my show-up rates are high, and I close up who I close. And in this process, when I talk about cutting 75% of the recruiting process, you know, uh, time investment off, it's because of that. We've eliminated the in-depth phone interview, okay? We've put people into a group interview, and we've pitched the dream, and we funnel them right into final interviews right after. So the show-up rates into our one-on-ones is extremely high, eliminating all the no-show pain um, in the recruiting process. And you may have experienced that if you've done any type of recruiting in the past. And so this is why you cut down 75%. Uh, and then the one-on-one is, you know, is, uh, you know, diving deeper in the candidate. And at a high level, what you're trying to do is, is you're trying to understand, 
You know, hey, what's been missing from past opportunities? Like, why are you still looking for a job? Right? Because you want to understand that past pain, just like in a sales job. And what is it that you truly desire uh, in your future career? And your job in the one-on-one -on -one is to paint a picture of how your opportunity, right? And part of that was done in the group interview, but your opportunity uh, both solves um, any issues that they've experienced in the past. They need to know, okay, I'm not going to experience those things at this company. And they need to be confidently aware that everything that they want to accomplish at your opportunity is accomplishable. And that's when you close them up. Okay, but it's ads, screening and scheduling, group interviews, final interviews, and you cut down 75%. And once this process is in your in your business, you know, it's just literally turning on ads and off ads and pumping a couple reps in or 20 reps in or whatever's necessary for you to hit your retention goals. Let me give you an example uh, kind of schedule. Hopefully this is, is helpful. So this is, you know, I kind of explained this already, but um, this is kind of a, a, a schedule, right? So, and again, it doesn't matter if you have a face-to-face uh, recruiting process, a remote recruiting process via Zoom, or a mixture of both. And a mixture of both, I mean, you know, maybe you do have a localized opportunity like that Tampa example that I gave earlier. Uh, but you want, because Tampa's big and you're actually hiring outside of Tampa and the, the driving distance to the office is kind of far, maybe you want to get your show up rates higher into the group interviews. So you're going to do group interviews via Zoom so you can pitch the dream and funnel people into one-on-ones at the office later. But typically it's, you know, groups at the office and funneling them right into one-on-ones at the office or groups via Zoom and funneling them into one-on-ones right after the Zoom, right? So our show-up rates are extremely high. Okay, so here's an example of what it, it would look like for, for me if I wanted to just recruit two reps in a week, okay? And by the way, we have clients that, you know, uh, want to recruit two reps or one rep or three reps, and then they're good for a couple months. And we literally have clients like recruiting 60, 70, 80 reps per month and growing. Um, and so it doesn't matter. It's all the same stuff. It's just how long you're running the process for and how high your advertisement budget is, uh, uh, you know, considering the volume you want coming through the recruiting process. But so let's pretend I have groups, you know, at 10 a.m. on uh, Tuesday and 10 a.m. on uh, Thursday. And I'm going to do my one-on-one -on -one interview time slots. Let me make sure. Okay. Just wanted to jump here in any comments. Okay. Um, Okay, sorry. Um, let's pretend I'm doing group interviews, um, you know, via via Zoom, right? And I have a remote opportunity, and I want to do those at you know 10 a.m. on Tuesday and 10 a.m. 10 a.m. on Thursday, right? I have 30 minutes blocked off on my calendar. I have my ads screening and scheduling process happening. Um, I'm going through this basic administrative process to pump uh, reps into the group interview. That part's simple. Then I'm showing up to my group interview. I'm ready to pitch the dream, right? And I funnel my people into you know the reps that are highly interested into one-on-ones. Uh, let's say my goal is to recruit two people this week. Practically, from a numbers perspective, what that would look like is, you know, probably scheduling 20 people per group a couple times per week. It's important for you to know that it's on average a 40% show up rate. So as an example, if I schedule 20 for Tuesday, I schedule 20 for Thursday, a 40% show up rate is going to be on average uh, eight people show up into each one of those group interviews. Uh, and then to backtrack to, you know, if the idea of a group interview is, is kind of feels weird or kind of scary or something like that, know that that's a normal thing. And it takes a good 30 days to kind of learn the process and to get through the learning curve uh, to where you get to a point where you're like, hey, I'm killing it, right? Just like when you hire a new sales rep, they're not perfect on day one. They're going to be better on day 30 and day 60. They're going to get better and better. The same applies in the recruiting process. But let's go back to the idea of recruiting two reps. Practically, what does that look like from a number standpoint? You know, I'm scheduling a couple uh, group interviews per week. 
20 you know, candidates per group interview, 40% show up rate. That means eight to show up to each group interview. Uh, most likely 50 plus percent of those people at the end of the presentation are interested. So let's say out of eight, I have five people interested. Then I finish up with some Q&A to bring, bring more clarity to the candidates to make sure that they're actually interested, which I want to do because I want to protect my time and only meet with people that are highly interested and really get what we do. And let's say I, I, I have eight people that show up and three at the end drop off because they're like, this is not for a fit for me. And then I have five left and I go through Q&A and two more people drop off. Well, I have three people left. I funnel those three people into one-on-ones uh, and I recruit one person and I rinse and repeat that process twice per week. And that's how I got my two recruits. Now, what happened is in a four-hour time investment, right? In a four-hour time investment, I've recruited two people. Compared to the traditional recruiting process, you know, that's probably going to be a good like 15 hours or, you know, uh, uh, time investment. So that's why we love.